at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. show on civil rights. My name is Barbara Bullen and I'm one of the radio hosts for the New Heights show on education and the New Heights educational group. I hope you enjoy the show and I'm asking our listeners to consider becoming a sponsor. This show is pre-recorded. This show is based on the trial of Susan B. Anthony, women's suffrage, women's rights and abolitionist for voting illegally. Taken from https colon backslash backslash law dot resource dot org backslash pub backslash us backslash case backslash reporter backslash f dot cas backslash zero zero two four point f point cas backslash zero zero two four point f.cas.0829.pdf 24fed.cas53-53 United States versus Anthony 11 blatch f.200 semicolon 5 chi.leg.news.462 parenthesis, 493, semicolon 17, int.rev.rec.197, 30leg.int.266, semicolon 5leg.op.63, semicolon 20, pittsb.leg.j.199. The circuit court, parenthesis, I'm sorry, circuit court, comma, N.D. New York, June the 18th, 1873. Constitutional law, 14th Amendment, right to vote, women, qualifications of voters in New York. 1. A female voted at an election in the state of New York for a representative in the Congress of the United States. Under the Constitution and laws of the state of New York, none but males were authorized to vote for members of the most numerous branch of the state legislature. She possessed 
all the qualifications entitling a person to vote at such election except that she was not a male. She was indicted under Section 19 of the Act of May the 31st, 1870, in parenthesis 16 STAT.144, for knowingly voting at such election without having a lawful right to vote. On the trial, it was contrived in defense that, as she had all the qualifications required for electors of representatives in Congress by Article 1, Paragraph 2, Subdivision 1 of the Constitution of the United States, namely the qualifications requisite for electors of the most numerous branch of the state legislature, except that of being a male, the restriction of voting to males by the Constitution and laws of New York was paid as a violation of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, which provides that no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, held that such restriction was not void. Cited in State v. Howard, CO dot CT 90 MO dot five nine eight dot two S dot W dot seven nine O number two the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth amendments of the Constitution of the United States considered three. The fourteenth amendment defines and declares who shall be citizens of the United States and protects only such rights as our rights belonging to persons as citizens of the United States and not rights belonging to persons as citizens of a state. Case number 14459. The rights of a citizen of a state defined. 5. The rights of privilege of voting is one arising under the constitution of the state and not under the constitution of the United States. Cited in Kinner v. Weds. 144 Mass.498, 11 Northeast 919. 6. It is no defense to such indictment that the defendant believed she had a right to vote and voted in reliance on that belief. Cited in U.S. v. What Kinds, 6 Fed 154 The Ambrose Light, 25 Fed 426. 7. The defendant, knowing that she was a female and that the Constitution of New York prohibited her from voting and having voted, the court refused to submit to the jury the question whether she intended by voting to violate the statute or any other question and directed the jury to find a verdict of guilty and denied a request by the defendant's counsel that the jury be polled. Held on a motion for a new trial that suit direction was proper and not a violation of the right of trial by jury. 8. On the trial of an indictment, the court has the power and it and its duty to direct a verdict of guilty whenever the facts constituting guilt are undisputed. Cited in U.S. v. Babcock, case number 14486, disapproved in U.S. v. Taylor, 11 Fed 471, cited in State v. Burpee 65 BT.3,25 ATL.964, disapproved in Territory v. Key, 
NM25PAC.926. The defendant, Susan B. Anthony, a female, was indicted for a violation of the 19th section of the Act of May the 31st, 1870, in 16STAT.144, which provides that if any that if at any election for representative in the Congress of the United States, any person shall knowingly vote without having a lawful right to vote. Every such person shall be deemed guilty of a crime and shall for such crime be liable to prosecution in any court of the United States of competent jurisdiction and on conviction thereof shall be punished by a fine not exceeding $500 or by imprisonment for a term not exceeding three years or both in the discretion of the court and shall pay the cost of prosecution the trial took place before hunt circuit justice and a jury there was no dispute that the defendant had voted for a representative in the congress of the united states at an election therefore in rochester monroe county new york and that under the constitution and laws of the state of new york none but males were authorized to vote at an election for members of the most numerous branch of the state legislature and that the defendant possessed all the qualifications entitling a person to vote at such election except that she was not a male richard crowley district attorney for the united states henry r selden for defendant hunt circuit justice after argument had been heard on the legal questions involved ruled as follows the defendant is indicted under the congress of under the act of congress of may the thirty first eighteen seventy for having voted for a representative in congress in november eighteen seventy two among other things that act makes it an offence for any person knowingly to vote for such representative without having a lawful right to vote it is charged that the defendant thus voted she not having a right to vote because she is a woman. The defendant insists that she has a right to vote and that the provision of the constitution of this state limiting the right to vote to persons of the male sex is in violation of the 14th amendment of the constitution of the United States and is void. The 13th, 14th and 15th amendments were designed mainly for the protection of the newly emancipated Negroes but full effect must nevertheless be given to the language employed. The 13th Amendment provides that neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof of the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. If honestly received and fairly applied, this provision would have been enough to guard the rights of the colored race. In some states it was attempted to be evaded by enactments cruel and oppressive in their nature, as that colored persons were forbidden to appear in the towns except in a menial capacity that they should reside on and cultivate the soil without being allowed to own it, that they were not permitted to give testimony in cases where a white man was a party. They were excluded from performing particular kinds of business, profitable and reputable, and they were denied the right of suffrage. To meet the difficulties arising from the state of things, the 14th and 15th Amendments were enacted. The 14th Amendment creates and defines citizenship of the United States. It had long been contended and had been held by many 
learned authorities and had never been judicially decided to the contrary that there was no such thing as a citizen of the united states except as that condition arose from citizenship of some state no mode existed it was said of obtaining a citizenship of the united states except by first becoming a citizen of some state this question is now at rest the fourteenth amendment defines and declares who shall be citizens of the united states to wit all persons born or naturalized in the united states and subject to the jurisdiction thereof the latter qualification was intended to exclude the children of foreign representatives and the like with this qualification every person born in the united states or naturalized is declared to be a citizen of the united states and of the state wherein he resides Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group educational resources to help reach your goals hello listeners if you're enjoying the new heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization please visit www.newheightseducation.org and while you're there check out our online store Welcome back to the New Heights Show in Education. My name is Barbara Bullen, and I'm the radio host for this show. This show is pre-recorded and focuses on the history of civil rights. A recap of the first segment of the show on Susan B. Anthony will continue. After creating and defining citizenship of the United States, the 14th Amendment provides that no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the united states this clause is intended to be a protection not to all our rights but to our rights as citizens of the united states only that is to rights existing or belonging to that condition or capacity the expression citizen of a state used in the previous paragraph is carefully omitted here in article 4 paragraph 2 subdivision 1 of the constitution of the united states it had been already provided that the citizens of each state shall be entitled to all privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states the rights of citizens of the states and of citizens of the united states are each guarded by these different provisions that these rights are separate and distinct was held in the slaughterhouse cases 16 wall 83 us 36 recently decided by the supreme court the rights of citizens of the state as such are not under consideration in the 14th amendment they stand as they did before the adoption of the 14th amendment and are fully guaranteed by other provisions 
the rights of citizens of the states have been the subject of judicial decision on more than one occasion. Cornfield versus Coriel, case number 3230. Ward versus Maryland, 12 Wall, 79, U.S. 418, 430. Paul versus Virginia, 8 Wall, 73, U.S. 108. These are the fundamental privileges and immunities belonging of right to the citizens of all free governments, such as the right of life and liberty, the right to acquire and possess property, to transact business, to pursue happiness in his own manner, subject to such restraint as the government may judge to be necessary for the general good. In Crandell versus Nevada, 6 Wall, 73, U.S., 35, 44, is found the statement of some of the rights of a citizen of the United States, viz. to come to the seat of government, to assert any claim he may have upon the government, to transact any business he may have with it, to seek its protection, to share its offices, to engage in administrating its functions, and to have free access to its seaports through which all the operations of foreign commerce are conducted to the sub-treasuries, the land offices, the revenue offices, and the courts of justice in the several states. Another privilege of a citizen of the United States, says Mr. Justice Miller, in the slaughterhouse cases, supra, is to demand the care and protection of the federal government over his life, liberty, and property, when on the high seas or within the jurisdiction of a foreign government, the right to peaceably assemble and petition for redress of grievances, the privilege of the writ of habeas corpus, he says, are rights of the citizen guaranteed by the federal constitution. The right of voting or the privilege of voting is a right or privilege arising under the constitution of the state and not under the constitution of the United States. The qualifications are different in the different states. Citizenship, age, sex, Residents are variously required in the different states, or may be so. If the right belongs to any particular person, it is because such person is entitled to it by the laws of the state where he offers to exercise it, and not because of citizenship of the United States. If the state of New York should provide that no person should vote until he had reached the age of 30 years or after he had reached the age of 50, or that no person having gray hair or, or who had not the use of all his limbs should be entitled to vote. I do not see how it could be held to be a violation of any right derived or held under the Constitution of the United States. We might say that such regulations were unjust, tyrannical, unfit for the regulation of an intelligent state, but if rights of a citizenship are thereby violated, they are of that fundamental class derived from his position as a citizen of the state and not those limited rights belonging to him as a citizen of the United States. And such was the decision in Cornfield versus Curiel, super. The United States rights appertaining to this, this subject are those first under Article 1, Paragraph 2, Subdivision 1 of the United States Constitution, which provides that electors or representatives in Congress 
shall have the qualifications requisite for electors of the most numerous branch of the state legislature and second under the 15th amendment which provides that the rights of citizens of the united states to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the united states or by any state on account of race color or previous condition of servitude if the legislature of the state of new york should require a higher qualification in a voter for a representative congress than is required for a voter for a member of the house of assembly of the state this would i conceive be a violation of a right belonging to a person as a citizen of the united states that right is in relation to a federal subject or interest and is guaranteed by the federal constitution the inability of a state to abridge the right of voting on account of race color or previous condition of servitude arises from a federal guarantee its violation would be the denial of a federal right that is a right belonging to the claimant as a citizen of the united states this right however exists by virtue of the fifteenth amendment if the fifteenth amendment had contained the word sex the argument of the defendant would have been potent she would have said that an attempt by a state to deny the right to vote because one is of a particular sex is expressly prohibited by that amendment the amendment however does not contain that word it is limited to race color or previous condition of servitude this comes to the conclusion of the show the next show will be the continuation of the trial of susan b anthony thank you for listening you can reach me by email barbara b at newheightseducation.org be sure to join me every sunday at radio.newheightseducation.org 5 p.m eastern standard time as i discuss the history of civil rights also join pamela clark's pre-recorded shows which airs wednesday by 6 p.m eastern standard time civil rights is our right have a great week We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.